I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to worship at the altar of music and comedy. The giddiness and the harmony of a well-crafted comedy song brings great joy and abundance. Join the tinkling talents of David Thames and me, Phil Nickel. Sit back, turn it up, and enjoy Songs in the Key of Laugh. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Songs in the Key of Laugh Series 3, Episode 3. Episode 2 was the last one. It was. <laughs> it was the one before Episode 3. Really good use of maths there. <laughs> Lovely. That is David Timms. And that is Phil Nickel. And, uh, and last week we had on the wonderful musician, comedy musician, Amy Weber... What a uh, voice. What a voice. What a voice she uh, has. Very I, funny. Just naturally funny woman. Uh, go If you didn't hear last week's episode, go back and listen to it. It's worth the fun. On this week's show, we are going to be discussing lyrics. Lyrics. Comedy lyrics. I mean, it's kind of the key to most comedy songs. There are comedy instrumentals. There are, I yes. Think. Are they? Co- the popcorn. Doop, 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 I mean, yeah, that's just a funny well, we name discuss, for a song. But we're not discussing instrumentals this week, no, David. We're not. discussing lyrics, <laughs> tricky lyrics. We're talking about Cole Porter, um, Groucho Marx, Frank Zappa. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. We're going to try and figure out what we think our best favorite comedy lyrics are, maybe sing you a couple of songs. We're also going to be going to our comedy song contest. Our new submission this week is phenomenal. You're going to love this comedy song contest submission. It is a competition. Yeah. Um, and we are also going to be doing our... Dictionary Nativity. Ooh, Ooh, yes. Episode three of that. I wonder what happens. And then a real quick chat with our guest, Pat Cahill. That was 2012 when you had the majority of your success. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately true. (laughs) Musically as well, I was originally I was in I was in a band called Shooting Craps out in the Fens. Um we we used to (laughs) wait a minute, was the band called Shooting Craps or Shooting Craps out in the Fens? It would be better if it was called Shooting Craps out in the Fens. It's called Shooting Craps. Okay. Out in the Fens. Um and uh, well, I, f- I still think we were brilliant. I listened to some. Uh, I listened to an old CD recently, and we had a song called um, "Gorilla," which went um, <laughs> "Gorilla." <laughs> okay, so um, is, is, is "Shooting Craps" available on Spotify? No, it's why, not. Why is it? Was it was before that. It was back in the day where See, you I, burnt I've, CDs and gave them out. After yeah, yeah, gigs. but it doesn't t- take much to load it up. What do you think about comedy lyrics? You have to go all the way back. I mean, all the way back to ancient Greece, like 400 BC. Oh, the last That's... time that we spoke about ancient Greece, we, we just mentioned about the people walking around with Phalluses, yeah. Well, that's it because it's the song, the phallic song from. <laughs> Stop it, David. <laughs> it's from the Lysistrata. It's one of the first examples of men being silly about their, their willies. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's a funny, and it's sung by a chorus of people. Um, and I think that has a sort of imbued, but it's, uh, Aristophanes is one of the great writers. I think is re- renowned, you know, renowned. He's famous. I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah. We're still talking about him. 
<laughs> and some of the pieces in that play, some of the songs in the play are absolutely phenomenal. But we were going to talk more about up-to-date mobbing, like last century and this century. Yeah, we're l- less about people's pieces, uh, <laughs> more about their lyrics. Um, so I, I, it, the first person that came to mind when we started talking about this um, was uh, was Cole Porter. Oh, nice. Now, I, I can't think of anybody that um, pulls together lyrics in such a... Um, in such an interesting way. Yes. He also, he has so many random points. Um, like, like for example, in uh, in Anything Goes, yes. um, he talks about, uh, he talks about people playing tennis. He talks about poets um, writing in different ways. He uses so many different themes yes. in such a short amount of time and yes. yet threads them all together. Um, I, ca- I cannot imagine what it would have been like to be in his head. Yes, he does. It seems to a lot of lists, like in the song You're the Top. You're the Coliseum, you're the Louvre Museum, you're Bendel Bonnet, you're Mickey Mouse, you're the Nile Tower Pizza. I mean, it's sort of like a li- almost a list of things, which are the... He got the concept, you're the top, and then he just goes through this list of things and it's just... It's just exceptional. It's, it's so 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 good. I I love it. I I'm going to be playing one of his songs later on. Actually, he rhymes Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, You're with Napoleon top. Brandy. You're the top. You're Mahatma Gandhi. You're the top. You're Napoleon Brandy. You're the purple light of a summer night insane. You're the National Gallery, your garbled salary, your cellophane. You're sublime. You're a turkey dinner. You're the time of the Derby winner. I'm a toy balloon that's faded soon to pop. But if, baby, I'm the bottom, you're the top. So as well as uh, all the great comedy songs, and I mean, you know, everything from the Flight of the Concords, the Hip Hop Eponymous versus the Rhinoceros. Yeah, and the uh, Rhinoceros. Not yeah. because I'm fat, not because i got birds on my back, but because I'm horny, I'm horny. Yeah. Tune. Yeah, it, is, it is a good one. But you've also got like Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet. Uh, and then you've got all the older stuff. You've got Noel Coward, uh, Mad Dogs and Englishmen. You've got all these great things. But there's, there's, a, there's an area where pop music kind of Almost touches comedy music, absolutely. Like, with, like the magnetic fields. Uh, Stephen Merritt, uh, wrote, Papa is a, Papa was a rodeo. Papa yeah. was a rodeo. Mama was a rock and roll band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's 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 a fantastic song. But my favorite one of that that ilk is by a band called the Bare Naked Ladies. A band called they're friends of mine. It's the Bare Naked Ladies, and this is their song Yoko Ono. If there's someone you can live without, then do so. And if there's someone you can just shove out, well, do so. You can be my Yoko Ono. You can follow me wherever I go. Be my, be my, be my, be my Yoko Ono. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, well, I was actually around when they wrote the song because they were Ed and Steve supported Cork the Juice Pigs on tour on a cross country tour, and the whole first album came out of writing songs in our van with us as we went across the country. Um, that song and "If I Had a Million Dollars." 
Really? Mm. So you were there? I was there. I wasn't there when they wrote it, but I was there around the time. They, we probably would have been some of the first people they played it to. Ooh. I know. Aren't I great? You're very good. Now, I went to have a look around and see if I could find some of the, like, really, really big hits... Okay, but right. with ridiculous lyrics. Okay. Okay. Like so, what? well, well, I thought I thought if we went really, really simple, we could go with something like Barbie Girl. Yeah. Right. It's a completely and utterly ridiculous song. It's yes. like novelty pop, but sure. it did extremely well. Yeah. Zigga um, zigga zag. Zigga zig. Yeah. That, yeah. That zig zig zag. Zigga zigga zag. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> Spice Girls. This no. It's zigga zigga zigga. What does zigga say? Ah, if you want my future, oh, forget my past. You know I've it. seen them live twice. There we go. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. But right, okay, so we've got um we've got Afro Man. Afro Man. Do you oh, remember yeah. the song? Oh yeah, when I got high. Yeah, because I got high. I was gonna clean up my room, Can you play but it? then I got high. Yeah, yeah, I, then. I was gonna, gonna clean, clean up my room, room but then I got high. Oh, I like that oh, one. Oh, that, it's such yeah. a good song. I lost my cat in the <laughs> house because I was high. <laughs> You know, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I should have finished high school, but then I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I love Afro. What a tune. Uh, right, now if we're going to go back a little bit further, uh, Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I am too sexy for oh, my, my shirt. Too sexy for my yurt. Too sexy for my yurt. <laughs> um, I couldn't, couldn't go. I know we did the 1950s last ye- last uh, week. Yeah, but we um, but we didn't talk about Chuck Berry and my dingaling. My dingaling. My dingaling. Big big, big tune. Yeah, um, big tune. Big dingaling. Well, or Frank Zappa's um, Catholic Girls or Valley Girl. Oh, Catholic Girls. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Frank Zappa mm-hmm. is a good. One. Wait, didn't I think we might have played it? clip of that did we i think we may have done yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah it's because warren cuccarello's in it yes yeah yeah yeah. there we go my warren cuccarello story. yes that's that's your that is that is the story um i gotta go with uh also a boy named sue johnny cash oh that's a good one it's yeah. such a good song yeah. now these two how about this one the time warp richard o'brien as in let's do the time warp again let's do, do the time warp, warp again now, I don't, you could you could argue that's not a comedy song but i think i'd say that fits into novelty comedy song oh, it's definitely novelty yeah, I don't know why it's played at uh, Halloween. It is what it is. Um, okay, and then there's these two absolute stonkers, which are definitely still comedy songs in my mind. There's uh, Rick Rock and Shaggy, who did It Wasn't Me. Well, right. Right, as in, that's it wasn't me. Caught you dragging on the sofa. Yeah, it wasn't that, me. That's not a comedy song. It is a comedy song. Why? The, guys I, catch, I the girl catches him banging someone on the sofa. Yeah, but... Um, uh, ha, ha, ha. Have a look at the lyrics. It talks about how, how he's made a massive mistake about giving her a key. It, it's, it is quite funny. Genuinely, it's quite funny. All right, wow. this one you will definitely agree with me on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stacy's mum. Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Stacy's mom has got it going on. She, uh, no? <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's a funny song. Do you Stacey's not think it's funny? A pedophile. No. <laughs> uh, 
one of the ones I really liked, I remember, is by Groucho Marx. And it's Lydia the Tattooed Lady. I've uh, never heard this. You've never heard Lydia the Tattooed Lady? Never. But just let me read you some of the... It's about, it's about a tattooed lady. Okay. I, I gathered that from the title of the song. She can give you a view of the world in tattoo if you step up and tell her where. For a dime you can see Kennecke or Paris or Washington crossing the Delaware. Uh, when her muscles start relaxing, up the hill comes Andrew Jackson, Lydia or Lydia, that encyclopedia, or Lydia the champ of them all. For two bits she will do a marzuruki uh, in jazz with a view of Niagara that no artist has. On a clear day you can see Alcatraz. You can learn a lot from Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Come along and see Buffalo Bill with his lasso, just a classic little Mendel Picasso. Here is Captain Spaulding exploring the Amazon and Godiva with her pajamas on. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's really clever. It's really, really clever. Lydia, oh Lydia, say, have you met Lydia? Lydia, the tattooed lady. She has eyes that folks adore so, and a torso even more so. Lydia, oh Lydia, that encyclopedia. Oh Lydia, the queen of tattoo. On her back is the Battle of Waterloo. Beside it, the wreck of the Hesperus, too. And proudly above waves the red, white, and blue. You can learn a lot from Lydia. When a robe is unfurled, she will show you the world. I am more than likely going to screw this up. <laughs> it's the best introduction to a song. Good morning, how are you? Shut up. Don't give me the small talk, give me the big talk. A million, million, and six. Oh, I love that big talk. Give me some more. Elephants, elephants. Oh, I love that big talk. Give me some more. No, I hate to talk the big talk. I love to talk the small talk. All right, go on. Flies, mice, and spiders, mice, flies, and spice. Spice, mice, and flies, mice, spiders, and flies. Are you finished with your small talk? Yes. Goodbye. Good morning. How are you? Shut up. Don't give me the big talk. Give me the small talk. A million, million, the six. Oh, I love that small talk. Give me some more. Microscopes, microscopes. Oh, I love that small talk. Give me some more. No, I hate to talk the small talk. I love to talk the big talk. All right, go ahead. Cows, yaks, and mammals, max, yammels, and cows. Yaks, cows, and camels, cacks, mammals, and cows. Are you finished with your big talk? Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was Ivor Cutler's Good Morning, How Are You? Shut Up. <laughs> it just amuses me. I kind of screwed the lyrics up a little bit, I think, because it it's got ca ca cows, yaks, and mammals, max, yammels, and cows, yaks, yows, camels, ca camels, cacks, mammals, and cows, which is really a tongue twister. <laughs> it's quite difficult, yeah. Um, I'm finished with my big talk, though. What have you got for us, uh, I'm going to go for some bigger talk. Uh, I'm going to go with some Cole Porter. Um, now, I, I've already promised this, so I'm going to do, um, do Let's Do It. Uh, let's fall in love. Birds do it. Bees do it. 
Even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Him Spain, the best of percets, do it. Lithuanian, and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. The Dutch in old Amsterdam do it, not to mention the Finns. Folks in Siam do it, think of Siamese twins. Some Argentines without means do it. Some people say even Boston beans do it. Let's do it, let's fall in love. Yeah, a little bit of Cole Porter. As we've said, we've had comedy song contest submissions coming in from all over the world, and this next one is one of my favourite that we've ever had. Um, Simon and Aaron are a duo called Plastic Jesus, and this is their song, E E for Effort. Shot glass. 
class. You've just got to be prepared to put the effort in and every computer is a laptop computer. You've just got to be prepared to put the effort in. But not every gun is a tattoo gun. Should hang my head in shame. And not every song has a satisfactory ending. Do you write comedy songs? If you do, then you should send them in for our comedy song competition for your chance to win £200 or a £50 runner-up prize. It's so exciting. So send in your comedy songs to songsinthekeyoflove at gmail.com. Get them in now. It's time for the nativity. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's correct in the nativity. It is very, very correct. Um, yeah. If you've been following the program, you've been following the podcast, you know that David and I are improvising in nativity. Uh, normally we use a dictionary, but we didn't have a dictionary in the studio. So I dug out Dave's piano servicing, tuning and rebuilding for the professional student hobbyist, which is uh, just a book. <laughs> it's a massive, massive book. <laughs> so I going to open the book. Tom Cruise could stand on Put my finger that. down and pick the first word. And it is loosen. <laughs> well, well, it was between loose and the screw. I've I've chosen loose. Because okay. if we're talking about the nativity, screw. Well, actually, screw. <laughs> Let's do screw. Okay. 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 Right. What's happened so far? Where well, are we so, up to? so far, uh, God has impregnated uh, Mary with his glue. Um, <laughs> Mary has gone to Zach and uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth to explain to them that she can have a baby. They name the baby Jesus. And uh, in this scene, an angel of God visits Joseph. <clears throat> okay. A little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe. Where you going with that lithe in your hand? You look like a carpenter, you you walk like a man. Uh, hey Joe, yeah you over here, just above your head in the middle of your shed. It's me, the game game the angel Gabriel. I got some good news, I got some bad news. It's up to you which is which, it's up to you to choose. God got loose. He loosened the screw and he. <laughs> the doody doo doo. Oh, what did he do? The doody doo doo. Oh, God did a doo doo. A doody doo doo. You know your girlfriend Mary. I'm gonna tell you something scary. God did something, Larry. And he got her pregnant with his child. Oh. When you got 
You can do what you want. You can do what you want. Now listen, Gabriel. I, I don't know you from Adam. I, I didn't know Adam. That was one of my great 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 grandparents. But I do know who God is. If you're telling me what I think you're telling me, my girlfriend, who's a virgin, I might add, honestly, no, look at me, look, look at me. Do I look like that kind of guy? That kind of guy wouldn't do that. But if that's what's happening over here, then I guess I'm gonna have to explain to people that it wasn't me. So what am I supposed to do? Oh, hey, Joe, <laughs> I'll tell you what to do. You just tell everybody what you did do. You did nothing wrong. You, you sang a song and that's all. Tell them that God did it. God did it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he did, 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 did it. I said he did it, did it, did it, did And now Mary's pregnant with God's child, too. God's child, too. Fun talking about lyrics and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, um, I like lyrics. Our guest this week is, uh, I think, like a fantastically surreal lyricist. He definitely uh, is that, yes. Yeah, and he was great. And we actually did this interview in person at my home at the um, Chateau del Casa del Phil <laughs> del 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 delvin to the interview with Pat, Pat Cahill. Cahill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The guest on today's show guest. is someone you might know. You and if you don't, that's your own fault. But you'll know them soon. You will. This jingle has been personalized for a guest that we hope that you recognize. It's Pat Cahill, everybody. Morning, everybody. Uh, I can't believe. <clears throat> God. It's Pat Cavehill, everybody. <laughs> I got a frog Cave, in my throat. Cavehill. Pat Cavehill. Pat. That's Pat Caveman. It's Pat Caveman. <laughs> it's a, it's, that's what your. That was your first. That was your first. That was my best character. Pat, Pat Caveman. Caveman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Back, back no. in the early noughties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
It's Pat, it's Pat Cahill. Thanks for having us. We all know Pat Cahill. We don't. You might know him. I know him. That's why he's here. He's sitting right here, David. That's Pat Cahill. Hi, Pat Cahill. Hi, it's Hello. nice to meet you. That's Pat- the warmest, uh, best, that's the best introduction I've ever had. Well, there we go. The gruffest man in, in the UK shouting, Pat Cahill. Pat <laughs> <laughs> Cahill. Oh, we've edited that bit out, so I'm not going to know oh. what you're talking about now. Um, well, it's lovely to be here. <laughs> <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, the sun is shining in exactly. Crouch End. It is a sunny shining it's in very Crouch, sunny, End, yeah. Crouch End Towers. Um, so... Pat is a uh, just so we get people in the in the loop. If you don't, if you want to Google it, you can follow along. But Pat is a, a star of stage and screen. Um, he's yeah, an yeah. award-winning comedian. Um, he's a fantastically funny surrealist. Um, but while we have you here today, it's because we want to talk about specifically about your comedy songs and your connection to music in your comedy and uh, and all about the fun stuff and how and where it all happens. So let's. Let's go back to the beginning. Um, you started comedy in what year? I started it, uh, actually, it must be around 20. I know somebody edited my Wikipedia page because I'd put it later and they, they edited it uh, like, so that it was correct. I think it was 2012. They edited it so it said he had his majority of success in 2012. <laughs> um, which, so, and I think I know the guy who did it. I don't like him. But he was, he's, a, he's a real stickler for the details. Right. And, and he, he was, I, I, think, I think, I'm pretty sure it's him anyway. I won't name him. But um, did, were you I, successful? I had the majority you, of my success in 2012. But were you successful in 2012? I did, yeah. It was, it was yeah. like I was, I was a very, it was, a, it was a new act then. I'd been going for a while before then. I think I started around like sort of twenty. Like I did stuff at university, right? Um, if we're going way back to like first, uh, first performance, I, um, I used to do a character called uh, the Puppet Man, uh, Dave and Jeff. It was actually the name, the name of the act, um, right. and it was based on a street performer in Norwich okay. where I went to university. Um, who was called David Parry, and he was, um, I mean, bless him, he had a hard life. He, was, he had two sock puppets that were on about three-inch strings, so they weren't really puppets, they were socks stuffed with uh, whatever, I don't know what they were stuffed with. And he used to, he used to dance and sing uh, really badly to Elvis on the high street in, uh, in Norwich. Right. Um, obviously, m- many, many problems in his life and, uh, and struggled throughout it, but I thought uh, I was young and uh, cruel, and so I thought I'd just do him as an act. Um, so I, I basically used to mime along to a daft punk song with a puppet and me it was work, uh, make it better do it faster stronger that one yeah uh-huh, uh, there is uh-huh. a recording of me doing it for my chortle student competition entry right thankfully my name's not attached to it um it's it's <gasps> called dave and jeff but yeah. you can find it if you look on youtube i think they're right. still up yeah and uh and i did the whole song which is about you know sort of three and a half four minutes of just miming with a puppet sure um and apparently, watching it, Ray Peacock was uh, comparing. Apparently, he turned to Steve Bennett about halfway through and went, "He's not gonna." And Steve went, "Yeah, he's gonna do the whole song." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it would have been fine if I was doing it in Norwich because everybody got it in Norwich. But yeah. I was doing it in Leeds, and yeah. uh, and no one had no, any context. They no. just thought I was genuinely insane because I had rubber bands on my face as well to make me look like I had cre- uh, wrinkles. Wrinkles, yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, I put makeup on the rubber bands and everything so that people couldn't see couldn't them. See the wrinkles, yeah. Did, did, it, did it have context because because you'd done it in Norwich before? It had Is context that... in Norwich because everybody Cause, knew cause the guy he, I was taking the okay, out. okay. I see, I see yeah, quite yeah. viciously. Okay. Well, you were taking the piss out of him, but it was but it's a tribute of sorts. It was, yeah. It was it was. I mean, moderately honourable. Like <clears throat> I remember being with Steve Hall from Clang in. Um, uh, we were in Nice doing the, some French gigs, and there was a, a guy there that was under a big blanket, and all he had was like a clacker on his hand and the, and then this music playing and the clap and the the monster got 
Steve. Now, Steve Hall thought this was the most amazing. We, like we 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 just we couldn't we kept going back like we just we we were the only people that really found it funny, right? And you thought this is it's the kind of thing you could do that if you did it on stage to a whole Daft Punk song it may not translate. Yeah, it didn't really translate. And uh, but the, the the good thing is I found out that the guy actually had to move on from Norwich eventually because he was um he was making so much from Buskin because he was quite a local hero. I mean he's really well, the, the puppet man of Norwich is very well known in Norwich. And he was making quite a lot. And uh, they challenged his... Uh, he was getting, like, you know, I don't know, I'm talking, like, bin man money. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, so he had to... Um, he, had to he, he basically moved out of Norwich because they, they, were, they were pressurising him about his benefits and everything because he, he was basically on a relatively good salary from Buskin. Yeah, right. He, was, he had a, the best pitch in town. People yeah. were chucking pounds and fivers in all day. Yeah. It's probably, you know, I'm thinking 50, 60 grand a year. Right. <laughs> yeah, and on the door. Yeah, 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 exactly. Probably having a council house. house. Is he? Is he? Did he move to Liverpool? D- there's, there's a guy in Liverpool. Oh, he might have done. With those, all pup, I know. Those, those puppets. I'm not joking. All I know. Oh, he might. Do you, do you reckon he's still puppets. about then? That'd be amazing. I, I believe he still is. Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I haven't checked in on him in a I while. I think we need to find this person, and we need to maybe get them on the podcast. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that would no, that would be a challenge. So, so the, actually, this is quite interesting because it means the heart of your comedy is, is cruelty, uh, which is <laughs> which is which no, I, which I, I actually is a running theme thematically. Um, I don't I don't mean it's cruel. That's that sounds cruel in itself. I mean that there's a there's a certain amount of dark, uh, uh, like you, you you certainly challenge an audience. Well, the, you, I, you're I challenging. I never meant to be. Yeah, never, never intended to start out cruel. But um, yeah, there's another song that I did a, a long time ago it was about a dog that was dying. So yeah, there is a there is a thread. But Tumor dog. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Which is about a, an elderly dog that you you should have let go many years ago, but you keep going because you love it. Yeah. Keep it alive. This dog is not in any immediate pain. This dog is not in any immediate pain. I've said it two times before, and I will say it again. This dog is not in any immediate pain. I know he's um, a but, uh, but there's kindness in that, isn't there? You know, there's love in keeping well, an elderly dog alive. There is. Well, I've always wondered about that, though, because, you know, the dog is... Is the dog in pain? I do think in the song you say the no... The dog is not in any immediate pain. pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But you don't know that, because you... What, do you speak you to the dog? Can't you talk, can't yeah, tell? No. He's got a big tumour on his sad eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely <laughs> in pain. Dogs always have sad eyes, though. Unless you're that's feeding true, him. That's true, that's true. You're only ever I, happy I've, when you're I've feeding I've got him. a little puppy, and he's got sad eyes every morning. Yeah. But that's because we neglect him. <laughs> <laughs> he also has probably heard the song and thinks, oh, my God, yeah. I'm never going to get out of this. I just don't want to get old. <laughs> Please don't let me get old. <laughs> so so you did. So that was 2012 when you had the majority of your success. Unfortunately true. No, it's true for, true for all of us. My, mine goes further back than that. So I'm a 2007 success and then... Uh, <laughs> That's the majority. A majority, a majority of my success. Um, so when you when you were doing, you started off doing. So that was kind of musical. Yeah, but I mean, did, I was, you, did, you didn't write the songs for the puppet, Mister Puppet. Not was no, it the puppet it's just, man? No, that, that what was, was the character called? The puppet. It was man. called Dave and Jeff. Dave and um, Jeff. Dave and, and Jeff. Jeff was the name of the puppet. But um, yeah. that was a brief-lived thing, you know. That was that worked at Norwich, and then I dropped it. But um, but so, but that, but that, that, you, that had music in it. That wasn't your original. That was, that was original. not. No, no. I mean, uh, uh, musically as well. I was originally I was in a, I was in a band called Shooting Craps out in the Fens. Um, we we used to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait what? a minute. Was the band called Shoot. Shooting Craps or Shooting Craps out in the Fens? It would be better if it was called Shooting Craps out in the Fens. It's yeah. called Shooting Craps. Okay. Like, out uh, in the Fens. Out in the Fens. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And uh, well, I, f- I still think we were brilliant. I listened to some. Uh, I listened to an old CD recently, and we had a song called um, "Gorilla," which went um, <laughs> "Gorilla." <laughs> okay, so um, is, is, is shooting craps available on Spotify? No, no it's why, not. Why is it? Was it was before that. It was back in the day where See, you I, burnt I've, CDs and gave them out. Yeah, after yeah, gigs. but I, but it doesn't t- take much to just load it up. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I, I think in this day of content, Pat, what you're missing a trick there because I think you should get everything you've ever done slapped. <laughs> no, don't laugh. I think you just slap it onto the. I genuinely don't know if there's a recording left. I have. I think I have one CD somewhere which which skips like nobody's per, business. Even I can get. I can spend money getting it restored somewhere. Um, but uh, oh. that, that, I genuinely don't think the recordings exist anymore. I'm sure my friend Will, who was in the band with us, wiped his. Has not got the same Mac that he right. had back in. God knows when. Yeah, right. So, but it's got to be. It'll just be floating. Someone will have it. Someone. Yeah. If you put the word someone. out, one of your fans. Maybe Lewis. Um, Anyway, but uh, so that was before, that was pre-comedy. But we did we did sort of some silly songs which right. were half funny. And you were the drummer in that band. I was a drummer. Yeah. yeah so. A drummer. so what what else do you? So you play the drums. What do you Nothing play? Else. Anything else? No, Nothing else. No, no, I, no. I am. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm very much a drummer. Okay. Cool. So when you but when you wrote the when you wrote the songs, uh, Tumor Dog or the Chicken Shop. Uh, they were all sort of like uh, basically uh, they were they were wrapped along to other songs originally, and then I got uh, a friend to do the music for them in a new style. So um, yeah, um, my my original music making skills are very limited. Um, right. I rely on other skilled musicians to who actually can do it. Okay. To do it, so I'm okay. not like in, yeah, like I can't pick up a guitar or a piano and, and have a go. But I I, I sort of. Lionel Bartit, find something, hum, hum an idea, <laughs> find something similar, right. and then say, let's do something like that. If 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 something's going to be created from scratch, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna come to that because you because you in more recent years you've used you use like pre-recorded like um, music hall tracks and stuff and or exactly or yeah. instrumentals and anything you, and that's you, you put pre word, you put uh, words on them and pre uh, okay. pre copyright. So, Pre-copyright. Oh, like, that is such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that with Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think anyone will notice. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the estate won't chase you up. There anymore. actually, there actually is on if you on the YouTube libraries. There's if you go to the YouTube library, there's people donate songs. <laughs> so, yeah, it's exactly. a siren they're coming for. Yeah, exactly. the, the copyright um, yeah. No, the um, <laughs> always twitching. <laughs> if you go on the, if you go on YouTube libraries and you've got people that just, I guess they submit and donate um, instrumental music or you know stuff to use on your YouTube clips. Yeah, uh, I don't understand people why people do that and if they get paid for. I'm not sure if you make money putting. I don't think you do. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's free. Well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've used a couple of those. But I've always thought that'd be a really interesting thing to do to start writing lyrics to those songs. And I guess. You, I don't know what would happen if you actually released them. I don't think they could do anything about it, could they? I don't think let's so. Tr- let's I'm, test it. Yeah, let's, let's really push the boundaries of stealing music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and yeah, no, but then if they do catch for stealing, we can donate all the money to charity and say it's That's like, well, always, we're doing it for Africa, assholes. That's not then, how it works. They will just take the money. Oh, sorry, David. <laughs> sorry, my lawyer, David, here. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm being a musician. It's quite nice when you get paid for things. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, but, yeah, but they don't, don't you understand what I said, David? <laughs> they donate the, the song to YouTube. Have you not? Have you been on YouTube Library? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd actually be pretty good putting stuff on that. You could just. I know, but I have, I have other library tracks that I, that I just sell. 
because it makes me more money than mm. if I put it onto onto a YouTube library. But you will get so if 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 that. Uh, ad or if that thing that it's put onto is monetized then you will get a percentage of the money on that, i'm sure i'm sure that's how it works well our listeners are learning a lot today there we go how to monetize how about this we can have if you guys want to send in a couple of <laughs> don't laugh send in a couple of um <laughs> tracks for Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just God send, knows. send in a couple of instrumental tracks, whatever they are. We're giving the Pat. Pat will go away, and then maybe at the end of the series, we'll come back with one of Pat's, one of the... One of the will you do be, that? I'll be done for charity. Yeah, yeah. Give it done, we'll do yeah. a charity. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll give the money to tumor dogs. Yeah, dogs with tumors. Perfect. Perfect, because I had to set up a small charity on. Well, you should have, because after you made a lot of work, you made a lot of money off them. Yeah, I did. At least you can do is give back. Poor old dogs. (laughs) (laughs) But it is that is the reason I've never, I've never, uh, I never entered the musical comedy awards or anything like that because because I'm not technically technically a musical comedy comedian. I mean, I am because I do music and uh, because I perform and I call it's not not really singing. What I do, you're on, you're on songs in the key of laugh. Yes, this is yeah. This This is is other than 2012. This is now a peak. It's good. No, it's good. This is yeah. This is this is the next wave. Um, <laughs> it is. But um. But yeah. I, I, I've always considered I just uh, I, I I need somehow some way of starting and closing a set. So uh, right. Um. No. That that belittles that belittles musical comedy in general. What? But I, I no. I don't, don't think it does because it's something different. That's like if you're if you are a, if you're a musical comedian and you're using it to really elevate your set for certain reasons, then it's slightly different to what what you've just said, which is that you use it as a closer and as an opener. It's I, I just, think that's fair enough. You're using it in, in in a way that works for you. I just my my sort of like my reasoning is um, it worked for uh, Morecambe and Wise. You know, they, they didn't sit <laughs> yeah. down at the piano and write it, did they? They got they they uh, they, they just did songs because it yeah. was entertaining. Um, so that was kind of that's how I, you know, uh, artistically uh, justify it in my own head. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's another, and, and I think I think uh, I think I I would prefer it if every comedian did a song at the end, like yeah. no matter who it is, uh, it's got to be better, isn't it? I couldn't agree with you. I'm just thinking, even if it was I, shit. I just remember uh, Mike Gunn. If, you, if anyone knows Mike Gunn, he's a brilliant uh, stand-up comic. Um, has been for years. He used to do a character called The Undertaker, and he would end his set with a uh, The Undertaker's versions of These Are a Few of My Favorite Things. <laughs> and, it would, and, and it would bring, because he did it quite lugubriously, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, is that, that face that he's got? <clears throat> and, and it would bring the house down because there's something that about music that really that b- brings the audience together. And well, I, I just think uh, uh, there should be a night where everyone's forced to. Like, yeah, like everybody. It's called Even Cray Cray Cabaret and it's oh, yeah. a comedy oh, yeah, store. That's right. <laughs> that is, that is yeah, that's right. Do we make comedy yeah. so <laughs> straight stand up? You have to. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanubi, if you know, he's like a bouncer size, large bouncer size man. He sang The Little Mermaid. Part of your world, brilliant. which has got to be one of the top ten moments of my life. It, just, uh, it, it just, was so good. Huge man sing this lovely little song. Um, Shepard Chris Sandy sang "Common People" uh, with the lyrics in her hand. Brought the house down, standing ovation. The yeah. whole crowd Amazing. singing every word of, every, yeah. of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. And and you do realize that that's. I mean, I've you know I've said that I've said this many times on the podcast, but what Mike Wilmot used to live here, sit in that very chair you're sitting in, and say, "You're taking your cheat stick with you tonight, Nickel." Well, that, well, that's an example of someone who I'd love to see close on my way or something. Oh yeah, um, you know, Mike <laughs> Wilmot at the end just going, "Oh God, here we go." Yeah. <laughs> Just having done it, you know, having done it for ten years, just just a, a sincere song, 
<laughs> that, <laughs> really, that, he, I he accidentally act- did one night and it worked, so he just carried on doing it for ages. <laughs> I just had this image anyway of Mike suddenly having a really beautiful singing voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can imagine it, no? Well, yeah, you can actually, because I, I used to go, well, if you're so good, why don't you play the guitar and you like pick up my guitar and then he'd play it. Oh, he plays, he does play guitar, um, like most Canadians do, I think. It's so, what's something to do when you're smoking pot. Um, he's also went to the uh, Ontario College of Art. People don't know that about Mike right, Wilmot. He's, right, like, right. he's actually a trained artist. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? You wouldn't think that. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be yeah. great. I don't know, yeah, other, others, other suggestions for Mike to close on. be this is that my life by uh, Dame Shirley Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> Baggy trousers by Madness. Madness. Yeah. He talks like that. Hey Phil, how's it going? He's Canadian, so he'd probably do a really good like Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Closing time. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so back to Pat Cahill and his experimentation. So you're now on our podcast telling us you're not a musical comedian. Yeah. Uh, although you do play drums, you play sometimes with Spencer Jones, who is a musical comedian. Yes, yeah, yeah. I try and play along with his uh, with his loop pedal yeah. and, and everything. It's, it sounds great. It's very hard uh, because is it? it's because uh, it's. No, it's I've seen it a perfect, few times. Perfect rhythm, a, a, loop, a loop pedal. It's like it's bang on. So you're playing with a robot, yeah. and uh, so and, and on an electronic drum kit as well. So yeah. um, you have to be really on time, otherwise it sounds like horses' hooves. Right. Kalumphing, kalumphing, and yeah. uh, and we had, but we had a great technician when we did it in Edinburgh who would uh, just ride my volume levels. So every time I started slipping out, um, uh, it, I'd, I'd look really happy because I was playing along, but he was just turning me off. Yeah, and then uh, he, he'd listen, and when I came back in time, he'd turn me back up yeah. again. And for a while, I didn't notice, and then I could hear when I dropped out, and I was like, "All oh, right, okay, here we go, let's listen." And I'd start staring, I'd start staring like a maniac at this uh, this red dot on his that was flashing on his loop pedal. And some people were like, were you staring at me? Because yeah. it, it was in the eye line of some people in the audience, and I freaked out a few people because it looked like I was staring them in the face. Uh, yeah. But I was just desperately trying to watch this red dot and keep in time. Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm I, so not only am I not a musical comedian, I'm not a very good drummer either. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my rhythm is terrible. Uh, with the band we were in, uh, Shooting Craps in the Fens, uh, Shooting Craps Back in the Fens, uh, was uh, we used to start all of our songs with a, with a guitar riff because um, if, if I ever went uh, one, two, three, four, I'd be on the wrong rhythm and the song would start like double time, yeah. half time. Yeah. Uh, so, so we just gave up and it would always start with a guitar bit and then right. so they basically, yeah, the guitar counted the drums in. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time we tried it the other way around, we'd be doing a ballad, uh, Scar Speed. <laughs> So you're the, you're you're probably the first non musician, non musical <laughs> comedian I know that has made be taken money off of Channel Four to make music videos. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Pat. That's the biggest scam in the world. Where you can, can't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There must be other avenues I can pursue. Silent dance, and uh, anything that I'm not very good at, I might make some money on. I seem to remember though, uh, Wayne, Wayne Shepherd, who's uh, Gary Lestrange. Uh, and I don't think he said this to me. I think Nick Doody might have said to me, as a friend of his, um, that Wayne doesn't play any instruments. He, he wrote originally wrote all the stuff on his uh, on his PlayStation, his PlayStation, <laughs> um, that he learned to how to um, 
uh, write the tracks and and arrange the tracks using the sounds on the PlayStation. And then, that, as Gary Lestrange, now if you've heard that stuff, it's really, really good. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. amazingly good. Yeah, it's it's like some of the songs are, let's say, like Bowie esque, but they are they are that expansive. They are, yeah, some yeah. of them are absolutely fantastic. You go, how did how did it, and so then, you, and now he's that he's composed um, tracks for. Music for a screen and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. the guy, the guy is that's so that's did a learn genius level in a, in a, a strange way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, uh, wh- however you get around to doing it, if you want to do it, it's, there's always a way, isn't there? But that's what I mean. So you you wouldn't say he's not a musician. I say so I wouldn't say that you're not a musician because you must have you still have to sing. The voice is an instrument. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think uh, I think <laughs> another thing is uh, there's stuff I've done in music that um, I've thought of routines that i just because uh, i don't really like i don't really like the sound of my own voice doing stand-up a lot so like coming up with the, with the routine I, I can bore myself silly after doing it a few times or, or or a long time but um but the stand-up bit of it um i sometimes think i think of an idea and i think oh god everybody's gonna have bloody done that but they want to done a song about it and uh and so i think well and also no one's gonna nick that it like i can i can do it a relatively straightforward thing in a song and it doesn't seem as relatively straightforward but it is like as a as a bit that's not really a song it's just about hangovers it's called hangover 2017 because that's when i wrote it um i just update the year as it goes on uh it's now called hangover, hangover 2022 22. um <laughs> next year you you work it out uh, but um but, Give me a minute. but okay. it's just repeating the phrase um I kept calling. It's it's about waking up and having the sort of fear of what you'd said the night before. I kept calling him Stefan when his name was Stephen, and uh, and it's not a very like I, it was, it was a, I genuinely called a bloke Stefan all night at one yeah. party and then woke up shivering because I'd realised his name was Stephen. Right, and I thought I can't I can't work it out into a routine that doesn't sound like I've just done like you know a, a bit of observational comedy that I don't really appreciate. So I whacked some sort of sad backing music on it and it times in with that. Yeah. And uh, and then it feels like it's something different and odd and, and strange, but actually it's just a very straightforward routine yes. um, that gets sort of expansive from the music. So I, I, again, that's another reason why I use it. Um, it it's uh, it's a way of doing stuff that I can't quite say. No, that's what that's something that Nick Helm said in the very first episode of this podcast. He'd put things in in buckets, so he'd have he'd have ideas. <clears throat> I don't think it technically had buckets, but you put things. So you go, that's that's a funny idea, but this doesn't really work as stand up. And then and then at some point you go, oh, actually that works as a song, or 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 you get yeah. and I get a line, I get a title for a song. You go, ah, oh, I can't really think of the song, and then you realize, oh, it just works as the title of the song. It's just a, a funny thing to say. Yeah, I'm just going to say it during something, and then it gets a laugh. Um, so maybe so I, 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 I'm going to try and convince you you are a musical comedian <laughs> <laughs> by the end of this <laughs> it's get, I'm getting there you're getting there because I mean you're in the rap in the chicken shop rap and if you haven't heard it don't go and google it now because you're in the middle of our podcast but <laughs> google at the end and you you do that's pretty rap that's pretty it's not the easiest rap no no I've, I've always, always liked writing lyrics and uh, and in there's no, something nice about writing uh, rhymes that don't necessarily. Uh, uh, it, it's nice to find a, a, a lyric or a rhyme that isn't the. I really do sit down and write lyrics for a long time and like make try and make it surprising and not like a rhyme just for the sake of a rhyme. Uh, when you've got like a yeah, um, I'm trying to think of an example, but 
I really enjoy that because uh, that's like that's the closest thing to sort of like jigsaw puzzling actual work that mm. you can sort of, you know it's logical and uh, and you can come back to a song as well like you, if you haven't finished it it's it's quite nice as a as a practice to do rather than you know sort of stand up is much more um you have to you know you come up with an idea you try it on stage see if it works or not yes. live or die and then you come back to it yeah like, refine it whereas a song you kind of you can sit down and from start to finish, get something that you can be pretty confident will be good by the time you're actually performing it. Because, yeah. And that's, that's, you don't get that with stand up. So it's really nice that you come up with a f- sort of finished product basically and go, I really like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also a song. So you, you know it's going to entertain in its own respect because it's a bit of music. People like it. And you, if you're excited to do it, there's no, it's, it's really lovely, and and it feels like a, it feels like an achievement to have learned a song as well. Whereas, yeah, the songs are really lovely set. They're set pieces. I think this is why it bothers the comedy purists. I think all the people we mentioned, we've been mentioning though, and including Mark and Wise, all people that do a little bit of music and their stuff somehow uh, they they it elevates the show. <clears throat> For that pure, like I love the idea of the purest comedy. I was just being someone that just does stands and talks. It's not something I could do. Um, but that idea of having a set piece means you've put some thought into it. And I think the audience recognise that. I think audiences, my theory is that everyone thinks that they're funny. Everyone has been funny at some point in front of someone. Therefore, you being funny in front of them isn't actually that that can really odd. But not everyone can play the drums or the guitar or sing a song to a backing track. So they immediately go, oh, this is actually a talent that I don't share. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they... it's, it's a sort of the... the and also, there's the light entertainment element of it, but, yeah, there's the, there's the just general show business... The razzmatazz. Great, isn't Nothing it? better, is there? <laughs> the yeah. razzmatazz of razzmatazz. your coconut. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got the razzmatazz. It's got the razzmatazz, yeah. I've always said that about you. <laughs> <laughs> the, Pat, Pat razzmatazz came <laughs> The Padmatazz. The, the process the process that you just described, though, is exactly the same as if I was going and writing music for something. So the way... Um, the way that you've just said it's like fitting a jigsaw puzzle together. I, I very often will get called into a studio and they'll say, we need a new chord progression for this or we need a new lyric for this. And that's exactly what I get to do. And, you, and I know the exact feeling that you're talking about when you actually put those pieces together and it all fits. It's, really, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, knowing that it's going to, knowing that somebody's going to hear that and it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're basically you're still trying to convince me that I'm a, I'm a musical comedian. I, that's exactly oh, yeah. what I'm doing yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. But it's a satisfying moment when you, as a non-musical comedian, sing a song that you've written <laughs> uh, in front of an audience, and and it's and it's a success. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I've written songs that are not doesn't they don't work uh, for an audience. Like I wouldn't do them. I can't do them live, but they are funny if you listen to them on. On tape somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's the, the, there's there's extra width of uh, with music. You can just also you don't want like if you were doing an album of comedy songs, you yeah. want some of them to not be bam, 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 wouldn't you? Yeah, you wouldn't. So no. yeah, but might not be right at. Uh, well, the com- comedy albums actually. Now we're talking about comedy song albums work better when they don't have those short pieces of stand up comedy music. Because those those become pretty boring pretty quick. Yeah, yeah because yeah. You, they're, they're just there for the joke. They're not there for the musicality. I can't. I, 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 
I was going to ask you what your influences are. That's exactly what I was going to ask. No, but I was already asking it. But I also was already asking No, you weren't. You just thought of it now, but I was already on. We know who the better interviewer is. We're very aware of this, right? What are your influences? My influences, shall we? Harry Hill. Because uh, yep. he always has a little bit of music, and um, yep. he was one of the first stand-ups I saw live, Cambridge yep. Corn Exchange. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, and he, 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 and he just has a glorious appreciation of doing a bit of fun music, and there's no real... Yeah. There's no meaning to it. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? And, and, yeah. and to, to, the, to the highest extent, it's just a bit of silly fun, because yeah. he's just doing Morrissey or whatever. Yeah. And having a laugh with it. Love that. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, uh, President's United States of America... Yeah. Um, they're silly songs. Yeah. Like, again, that was what I used to. Li- I used to love that album, uh, the one with Paul um, Weevil and Peaches. Yeah. Song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, but stand up, yeah, stand up wise, um, and mu- musical comedy wise, um, uh, going way back, Spike Milligan and uh, uh, um, all of that lot. Um, so the Goon Show, and, and they, you know, they'd have a jazz band, and they had a har- har- harmonica player, wasn't it? What's yeah. it called? Um, and they just yeah halfway through the show. Oh, by the way, here's some uh, here's some jazz harmonica, fantastic. Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but also you know Millican did songs. Um, Peter Sellers played the drums. Um, it was just an, in my like watching all that growing up. It was uh, watching it like I was in the fifties. Um, <laughs> but it was a, just, it was like that was what you did. That was yeah. what they did. It was like there's no there's no like oh you, you, well you know you're not you, you, you don't even need to think about it. It's like if you can, of course you're going to. Yeah. I saw I saw Brucey and uh, um, Roy Castle, I think it was, doing a routine the other day. Was it Roy Castle or was it? Uh, it could have been. Um, anyway, it was on live live at the Palladium back in the day, and uh, it, uh, I, as much as I, I couldn't stand, I still can't really stand. Bruce Forsyth, it was awful, but <laughs> but he could dance and he could sort of sing and he did yeah. it all and. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, not very well, but quite well. I mean, better than I would be able to tap dance. Um, but uh, do you but, do you tap dance? Um, no, no. no so, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so, you paused for quite yeah, a long so, time. So, so would you be better? Actually, no, no. Have no, you tap dance? <laughs> um, I don't. I haven't tap dance. No. Tony um, Tony Law and I once went to Pineapple Studios to took some tap lessons amazing. because we were uh, we we've got a dance duo called Night Danger, and we were going to <laughs> don't laugh, and we were going to it was it wasn't a comedy thing. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, just, we'll just move on. It wasn't a comedy thing. Anyway, uh, it, it was... God, Tony Law and I were learning to tap dance because Night Danger were going to tap the end of war. And uh, and you guys can laugh, but we didn't complete the course. And now the Ukraine. But anyway, move on, guys. You guys are assholes. I did uh, I did jazz ballet lessons when I was about six or seven with my mate Joe uh, right. at the uh, Islam um, Village Hall uh, yeah. dancing school, um, but uh, uh, we didn't last long. His mother was the uh, dance instructor, and we basically got asked to leave because I spent the whole of one session on the floor um, on my like sort of with my legs splayed, pulling myself around, making. Joseph laugh, um, saying the phrase, I can go here if I like. <laughs> I can go here if I like. 
I can go here if I like. Um, and we didn't do any, any dancing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we asked if we could learn the moonwalk and she said no. And so we, we left. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, other influences. Um, but but uh, what about what about real, like musical influences? Musical I, influence. I think that does have some effect. Even uh, you said the uh, presence of the United States of America. Um, like what what other, what? Just just out of curiosity, what band what bands what do you bands listen? To? What's the last album you bought? Um, the last album I bought was the latest one by The Darkness. Uh, they they were a massive massive influence. They, were, oh, they still are probably my favourite band. If, right, because um, you're up in Norwich when they would yeah, have been yeah, big yeah. in yeah. Lowestoft. They, they they're from Lowestoft. Local lads. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember seeing them on the train coming from uh, coming into London from Norwich and just like packing it. But um, and here's uh, a, here's a little comedy comedy uh, trivia note: is that uh, Frankie. Is Phil Kay's cousin. I know this. I know this, and this is one of the most embarrassing but quite fun uh, moments in uh, in me being starstruck. <laughs> so, because Phil did the night, the Good Father, didn't he? Yeah, at he did. The, yeah, at the comedy pub. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing Frankie there uh, once or twice, and just thinking, God, that guy looks like uh, the guy from the Darkness. <laughs> but just just in my head, because I, I loved the Darkness so much. Yeah. I just yeah. never went, but it is. I was just like, oh, he's just got such a look like the guy. Yeah, right. And uh, and then, it, uh, I'd, but I'd sort of seen him at the back occasionally, and then he'd gone. He just popped in to see a few bits, and then he'd gone. Like maybe because I did it, maybe I don't know, maybe three or four times in the time it was there. I don't know if it's still oh. going, but um, uh, and but then one night we went out afterwards for drinks, and he came with, and uh, we're in a we're in a uh, loud bar afterwards, and uh, I was just like, so so what do you do then? And he went, oh, I'm in a band. <laughs> I went, oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Which one? And he went, oh, you, you, you've probably, you might have heard of it. It's The Darkness. And I was like, oh. oh. And I just basically imploded because I, like, I was like, I don't really know how to say this because it's going to come across like I'm lying. But I I thought I thought you were, but then I thought you can't be. And then I thought you wouldn't, like, if you weren't, then you wouldn't want me to say what I'm about to say, yeah. which is that I'm such a massive fan. And, and, and I, I think what he said was, <laughs> what he said was, um, well, you seem like a genuine man, um, <laughs> and uh, and I like you, so don't worry about it. Or say something along those lines. It was really <laughs> sweet. Um, <laughs> it was really hard to phrase because for that point, we'd been like, I'd been hanging out with him for like like two hours. Yeah, and that's that's the point when I realised that the guy who is the guy from the darkness is the guy from the darkness. And I'd already thought he was the guy from the darkness, but then convinced myself he wasn't. Um, <laughs> but they're amazing. They're amazing. Um, them and 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 uh, uh, Slade. Um, like they're, I, they're musicians who are so talented, they 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 um, they did silly stuff because they could see through the pomposity of music, yeah, and that music industry, and then in so doing, like idiots have, have thought they were novelty, whereas actually, when you look at the quality of the music, it's just fantastic. Yes, um, and uh, and I love. Uh, uh, Justin Hawkins' new um, YouTube life, yeah, um, his TikTok and, uh, stuff. And yeah, when you when you watch the uh, the quality of the analysis and how smart he is and how funny he is, you know, mm. there's a guy who could have just who could have been a stand up quite easily. Yeah, he could do it tomorrow. Yeah, um, he's just, also gen- but he comes across as being really genuine, and he's not. It's a really tricky thing he's doing because he's not. He's never really critical. He oh, he picks things that he likes. I mean, and if he does have something to say, it's all it's. Um, I really like the way he takes the songs apart. I think he, I saw when he did about Coldplay, you know, which you wouldn't think that Darkness and Coldplay are the two worlds apart. Yeah, yeah. And he was going, no, this, but this, this and he goes into because you really got to appreciate this for what it is. Yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, and uh, I, I mean, it makes you kind of appreciate Coldplay in a in an odd way. But I guess he's talking f- about it from a pop sensibility of writing. I mean, they wrote some of the biggest songs of that era. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've just I recently 
did quite a deep dive into the darkness and I don't know why, but I went, I'm going to download the whole back catalogue and listen all the way through. And there are some absolute bangers. There are some, I, it, it made me think their back catalogue is almost as big as, as Queen. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few songs in there that never, I just don't think saw the, the light of day properly. Yeah. And if they had, then maybe, maybe they'd be, you know, maybe not quite as big as Queen, but they would have been right, right up there as, um, yeah. as one of the best bands like ever. Like there, there was so, so much um, depth to what they were writing. Yeah. It's I think they are, aren't they? What, one of the biggest bands ever? Well, I mean, when they, you see, when they play, when you see them on a festival lineup, they're usually like on the closing or next second to closing. And the, you know, next if it's the Foo Fighters, the darkness would be. I mean, they're they're up, they're yeah, not. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, I mean, it's like, hard to be the Foo like, Fighters, but yeah, not to say that they they are that m- maligned at all. Like, no, I went, I went to Lowestoft. You went. I went to the gig in Lowestoft, and I was told going there, I said, "You're going to Lowestoft. Everyone's going to tell you about the darkness." And I went, <laughs> "Yeah, okay." And I, on the train on the way there, the guy sitting across from me went, "Oh, you're going low stuff, yeah? You know the darkness from when I was, oh, it's already started." <laughs> I even got to look, got off the train. I was walking to the taxi. I'm not making this up. To the taxi rank, and I went, "Oh, do you know where the taxi rank is? Yeah, it's just over there. Do you know where the darkness comes from?" <laughs> like, it's like, so I was like, so I was like, everyone got in the taxi. We're driving. They're going, so they going, going to the hotel. Oh, oh you, you, we've been low stuff before. This is where the darkness are from. And then it got to the, the it's every single person checking in. It goes, "This is where the darkness." Yeah, it's that's just they, like it's that's how they say all low stuff. <laughs> Alone is low stuff. They go darkness, <laughs> darkness, darkness. darkness. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. And the, and the cab driver was like showing me places where they played there. They did this. I was like, there's got to be more to life than darkness, <laughs> but not for you. It, okay, obviously we're just we come out of this um, horrible two years of not doing anything, uh, or not being able to do anything, perform live. Uh, how did how did you? What did you, how did you deal with that? Or did you deal well with that? Did you were you did it make you more creative or did it make you did you write? More I, was, stuff? I was very uncreative. I uh, yeah. I think without the impetus to I I didn't do any online stuff. Um, I just uh, for some reason I don't know, mentally yeah. didn't get round to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was very very uncreative. So very it was interesting coming back. It's fascinating to watch other stand ups. Uh, and it was nice to be in the same ballpark as everybody else. Like, you know, everybody was starting afresh again in terms of just not being on stage for that long period of time. I've, I've met I've, other stand-ups who, like, who never wrote anything down were suddenly like, oh, God, I had to find a video from, like, eight years ago of my 20-minute set and watch that back to be able to perform. And, and I, um, I, I, I would have hoped that to have come back after a big break with loads of material and loads of... I had, I had exactly... I had nothing. I had a bit of, you know, yeah, to, a, a modicum of bit, bits about uh, COVID just to kind of make, not, not be like some weirdo who just burst out of a cave and was going, hey, it's, it's 2019. <laughs> um, it never um, happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny when you're dancing in the nightclub? Um, I don't know why I'm northern. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so what I did instead was um, I got all my bits for the first uh, once uh, I tried doing tw- the twenty minutes I did before I, you know I died inside, so I got all my my songs and little bits and stings of little musical sounds and stuff that I have in the set and any stand up that I wanted to get in there and I um, I post- basically put them on shuffle and I had one cue so I, was, I, I remember doing a fifteen minute then a twenty minute set 
and uh, and I didn't know where any of the songs were coming in. Um, yeah. And it just meant that uh, I'd be halfway through a story that I hadn't quite worked out, and it didn't really matter whether it was working as a story or not, a bit of stand-up, um, because th- th- it would just go... <laughs> and, and a song would start, and it, it made the whole thing feel like spontaneous and fun. It was really hard work, and... Uh, um, I didn't do it long enough to get to the point whereby I knew when the tracks were coming in. Um, uh, and so it was always just kind of awkward, but kind of fun, because it meant that I was feeling spontaneous, even though I wasn't. Uh, so that was that, that was a nice uh, so let, let me get trick, that, let me a get little that, mental you, trick. You take a 20-minute piece of tape and you just you put... So like 20 minutes ra- of silence, ra- just randomly ra- scattered random, random. songs. And did you change them change them each time or just or you just do it once? You did it once and then... I did it. I, I think I had three versions right. um, and uh, I cycled through them a bit and then uh, and then wrote some more stuff and got back into it. But, um, yeah, so technically, was, you could have had, technically you could have had a technician just... Queuing them well, up, that's what, uh, yeah, queuing them off, I think and then be, making it really random. If, if, if I carried on doing it, I'd have to do that because you get to the point where you're going, um, "Oh, what's this bit?" Because um, but you know that seven <laughs> minutes thirty-eight in, there's this honk honk noise, and yeah. it's not a surprise anymore. Exactly. Now, because you also want don't want the technician to know you're set too well, because then he'll start picking the places. Well, I thought, yeah, you give it, give How buttons to the audience. You just give a cue, cue, give your cue buttons to go. someone in the audience yeah. to say whenever you like. But then they, they, oh, could then just, they can just well, it depends how drunk they are. Exactly. Really, yeah, you get yeah. someone who just presses the same thing nine times over and, over, yeah. and just ruins your soul. Um, <laughs> that, that's fascinating to think that you can do a set like that that is completely like because it's not it's not quite improvised but it's not knowing where things are going to come in your act is such a risk yeah yeah i mean you you, you can and you can't do that but like if you want to keep it spontaneous as you're saying like, yeah but uh, but it is it was just a mental trick i played on myself um to uh to to make think remind me what live performance is that <laughs> things yeah. can go weird or and and when it worked, it was great. Like it was like for me, and for, I think I think saying this for that audience the night where it really worked, even though it was mad, and you know anyone else would say that was not a successful set, but for me and the audience, I think it was like a big fart of relief of oh right, anything can go wrong. It doesn't really matter. Yes. Um, it's live. Uh, that's yeah. what it's. That's what it should be like. For yes. me, I was like oh yeah, that's 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 nice. That's really nice. Um, Well, that's the why people like live performance when the thing that makes it more exciting. It's it's great to watch someone doing something really slick. That's wonderful. But it's when something goes wrong, watching the performer adapt is actually what makes the live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I I often push people over. I went. I went. I I was was struggling. Just go to the 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 (laughs) national theater and just just jump on stage and shove someone over because I think, well, let's just see what they'll do. <laughs> it sort of brings theatre alive. <laughs> I, was, I heard a story about... Um, uh, uh, who was it? It was... Um, I think I said this on stage once at, at a venue that uh, that wouldn't have understood it, um, but uh, it was one of the Greek philosophers, uh, uh, a Stoic who lived in a plant pot. What was it? Diogenes, a cynic. A cynic. He said uh, that um, the problem with the theatre is that... Um, if you take a shit in the, uh, oh no, no, he didn't. No, he used to, he used to go and take a shit in the aisle. Yeah, and uh, as a point, like everybody would stare at that rather than this very well rehearsed play on stage. Right, everyone was way more fascinated by the old bloke taking a poo in the aisle, <laughs> and and that, I think stand up is the old bloke taking a poo yeah, in the aisle. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's much better to take because anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, and you got you got and, and the trouble is when you're doing songs and, and you know you know them so well that you don't want to you don't want your set to become 
you know, become like a boring RSC play. That's yes. That's well, this is why we may not like as comedy aficionados or as comedy or purveyors. We we don't want to watch some slick um, set that's on at the O2 Arena because it has to be slick and it has because people pay a lot of money for it. I'd rather watch uh, you or John Kearns or someone in a thirty like a in a thirty five seat room. <laughs> Well, I, I do often. I don't tell this to John, you but I've got. You see his house from here. Yeah, exactly. I've got cameras set up. Should we put them on? <laughs> um, so you had your kind of experimental time using those songs where you didn't quite know where they were going to fit. But in your hour-long show, how do you then fit the songs in to complement the act? Well, some of them are uh, will be crammed in there, like like shoved in like a like a cat into a box um because it's a it's a, a routine that I, you know it's a bit that you have and you you like and you need to make it fit in the show and, and that should never be done probably but um i do it every time <laughs> um and uh and others others will be uh partly inspired by whatever narrative has developed through the show um i don't ever particularly sit down and think of a th- theme for my shows i mean my show my shows are rubbish they're they're, they're not but they aren't like they're not any like they're not really good um (laughs) there's bits in them like and there's a good vibe (laughs) i never said the word vibe um there's a good atmosphere and like you know there might be a tone but um but there's no bloody uh there's no work and or quality. No, no. I'm, um, there's, there's there's lots of work and some and some quality. But um, you have great costumes. Great, yeah, yeah. Good costumes. Like a military nice, costume. I remember. Yeah, yeah. That was, World War One. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, uh, uh, I had a dog costume <laughs> once. Um, I was painted orange um, a couple of years back. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not really great. Uh, Musical comedy fodder. Yeah, but, I think um, I remember seeing you. Did I not bump into you in the loft bar or something? And you're orange. I was like, "All right, Pat, what are you doing?" You went, "Yeah, this is my it's my thing." My thing. And, and then, and then you were like, "I can't, <laughs> couldn't be bothered taking it off and putting it back on again." So just sort of keep it on. Is that? I think I, I did just, take it off to a certain extent, but there's some nights I was just too tired to fully it, like yeah. hose down in the <laughs> toilets. So, but everybody kept telling me I looked fantastic because yeah, because it was a permatan. Like it was, it was. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the worst thing was a lot of people thought I was doing a show about Trump. Because um, right. he was in power that year, right. I think, and, and I was orange. But um, uh, where the songs fit in is, uh, um, they are like as any when you're writing a show and you have, I suppose, if you don't have songs, you have routines that you know are going to go in there, and you can block them in. So sometimes they'll be like, "That's perfect for the start. That's perfect for the end." I like to write something for the beginning every year, um, and then what I do is I get a really good opening song, and then I'm uh, I'm really pleased with that, and and I forget about the rest of them. Um, so the show starts really well, and there's a lot of promise in the audience, and then then they slowly get hot and tired. Yeah. And by the end of it, they go, "Oh, well, that wasn't, uh, you know, hasn't done any harm." <laughs> um, and then and then they go, and as long as they haven't harmed anyone, then that's a, a successful run for me. Yeah. I harm myself every year, though. St- what do you mean? I've still got orange bits yeah. um, <laughs> to just with lack of self-care <laughs> over, over the month i was up for a week this year a week and uh and uh like halfway through i i, I think i was i was at some bar four or five in the morning uh far too tired and uh i stopped being able to speak <laughs> um yeah. and i mean i could but it was it was like drunk tiredness and i it was, so it was i remember just matt ewins who who can drink? Let me tell you. And we, for me and him left. And when he tells you it's time to go home, 
it's time to go home. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, about the good thing about... Uh, just trying to be professional. The good thing about songs in Edinburgh is um, you can be in an absolute state and uh, as soon as that did uh, starts, you go, oh, oh, I know what I'm doing for yeah, three minutes. Yeah, for <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on, put it on, phone it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just smile, smile bright, dance like a child. It might be even better when you get to be a really big star and you can, don't even have to lip sync anymore and just stand there and let someone else sing, sing the song around you. You've got like a choir of people that are dancing and singing. You can just, just use the sock puppet again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the plan. End up back. You should bring that back. Have we thought of bringing it back? I did. Um, yeah, uh, I did, um, but it, it took a lot of context uh, framing before I went into the song. It takes about three minutes of here's what this is about. Short video. And then, <laughs> and then three minutes the of guy. diminishing returns as they go, oh, I see what he's doing. And then, oh, no, he is carrying on with it. <laughs> yeah, but the, I like those jokes that carry on because then it gets to a point where it does become funny again. Yeah, but... And then there's an even longer loop the next time you've got to really... You've got to dig in but, and make sure that it works. But I do that, I do that too often, so that uh, <laughs> there's a good nine minutes in my show where it's like... Like they do that for about six, and then there's three where they're like, "Oh, he's doing the, we're going to laugh again in a minute at how silly he's carrying on." Yeah. <laughs> so it has a wave. It has another wave, and then it has like, F- "Get a f- get to fuck." Yeah, there's a really long one at the end, but you've got to wait it out. You just have to keep going because yeah. you know it pays off. And most people ditch about halfway through, and the audience is like, "Oh, it was terrible." If you hang on, that's an award-winning show. And and then, but no, but then you, I hang on again, and then it goes down again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's that sort of anti-comedy thing of doing. I'm actually going to ditch it at the worst point you could possibly ditch it. But you know you're doing that. So for comedians watching you, you think, oh, it's genius. But no, I haven't never done that on purpose. I just yeah. end up there. <laughs> I'm not that. I don't, You've I, done it on purpose. <laughs> I don't believe I mean, you, you are you are you are you are shining so many lights on your, <laughs> on on how wonderful a uh, your 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 next song that you're going to play for us hopefully is oh, going yeah, to which be. One, is which that, which is one should we do? Because so we've got. I've got... Like, I'm, I'm interested in the one that you don't haven't learned it yet. Yeah. Okay. I li- I'd like to hear that one as well. It's called Awful Box. Um, okay. It's about, it's, I wrote it during lockdown. It's a. Uh, there was a there was a sale on Offal, and well, I saw a sign for Offal in a really dodgy um, butchers in Acton, um, and uh, I thought I'd been seeing the. This is, this is this is true, but it was also the intro to the song that I'm going to do it. Um, I thought like Hello Fresh. Uh, uh, I've never seen an online like Offal box like weekly subscription thing. You get a, a different type of offal each week <laughs> sent you know yeah, yeah. Sent, left outside by the bins too long whatever who knows but um offal box we do that one yeah, yeah so i did this i did this in my week edinburgh and um i still not learned it um so it's it's new it's it was sort of rustled together uh but it's to the to the tune of hucklebuck uh you know the hucklebuck uh, it's a Chubby Checkers song. I think it might have been somebody else originally, like way back in the sort of, I think the 50s, 40s, 50s. Okay. Anyway, way past copyright, so I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're fine with this. <laughs> but yeah, and it's, uh, it, I wrote it during lockdown um, uh, when I saw a, um, a dirty, dirty little butchers selling offal and I thought maybe there's a subscription service in uh, in offal, like HelloFresh. It's called Offal Box and uh, it goes something like this. Here's 
Tuesday box you must buy I sell them from a lay-by They don't go off till July 2022 Get your awful box Get your awful box Livers, lungs, hearts, eyes, nipples, knees and cocks Get your awful box Get your awful box It's mostly made of cattle with a little built fox Boil it for a day till the smell goes away That's what you get when you get an awful box The smell doesn't actually go away It just moves from the meat into your curtains Any of your home furnishings will need to be bleached and maybe burnt afterwards Either way, it's worth a try, isn't it? $9.99 a day Get your awful box Here we go, second verse, much the same It may contain a seagull I'm told it's fully legal Only trace amounts of fecal Here we go Get your awful box Get your awful box Head, shoulders, knees and toes Nipples, eyes and cocks Get your awful box, get your awful box All the finest giblets from a donkey to an ox It's the only way to eat pre-macerated meat That's what you get when you get It's been in the sun for a while the, uh, It's basically come from a skip and a skip You know that heat wave So it's half cooked is what I'm trying to say 45 degrees on a warm day in the sun That'll do that for you So you'll be lucky You get some cold bits You get some warm bits But that's what you get That's what you get When you get your awful box Get your awful box Get your awful box You won't find it in Tesco's Because I'm not allowed in shops Get your awful box Get your awful box It cured my mother's COVID But it gave her monkey pox It may contain nuts And it does contain cocks But that's what you get That's the way I decided to finish that. There we are. <laughs> Thank Yay. you so much, uh, Awful Box by Pat Cahill. Thanks for joining us on Songs of the Key Laugh. No, absolute treat. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to. Uh, Frankie Poulain will tell you I'm a genuine man. Um, but one of the uh, influences I forgot to uh, uh, say earlier, um, which I should have done, is um, Cooking the Juice Business and Phil Nickel. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you and Mike Wilmot are uh, two of my favourite comedians in the world ever. Oh. Um, I put Mike in there as well just to make you feel less uh, on the spot. Oh. But, um, but uh, genuinely, yeah. Um, <laughs> binged, binged your stuff for years. And... and and Phil was one of the guys who kept me going through the V Festival uh, when I was dying on my hole with a tin hat on, hitting it with a spoon. And silence, basically. They're all waiting for Adam Hills to come in. And from the back, I just heard, Go Pat! And that was Phil. So, influence-wise, that probably, that probably kept my career going at that point because I was ready to shoot myself in the face. I remember that so clearly. V Fest is like a drum and bass festival. People who don't know... And what the hell we were doing there, I do not know. Was Adam Hills with the headliner? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the, 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 it filled out for Go him, Pat. and then I just went on for half an hour, and oh, it's the worst. But um, <laughs> but yeah, well, Corking well, the Juice Pat. Pigs and yourself. And you can get the Corking the Juice Pigs stuff. I don't think we've ever said it. Um, I've got on my website, uh, philnickel.com, if you click on the little pig's nose, it takes you to a sub-site of Corking the Juice Pigs, and we've got all of the stuff we've recorded uh, officially, uh, is on, is there so you can and you can stream it for free so anyone listening you want to check that out go and check that out thanks pat 
No, my pleasure. Thanks, Pat. My pleasure. It's a delight. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Goodbye, adios, farewell. You'll be glad to hear that we think that your interview went well. But we have other things to get on with now, so you're going to have to go. I'm sure our paths will cross again, but whoever really knows. It's been fun, it's been musical, it's been comical at times. But now we have to leave you, so goodbye. Goodbye! Well, that was a lot of fun talking to Pat Cahill. What a nice guy. He's what a funny, such a nice man. And funny. Funny, 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 funny. It was nice to have people around uh, Del Casa, Del Sol, Del Chateau, Chateau, Del Castle, Du Phil. Nice to be doing interviews in person. It is? Yeah. If you'd like to see more or hear more from Pat Cahill, why not visit Pat on his Twitter, at PatCanBeFound, or his Instagram, at PatCanBeFound. If you'd like to support this podcast, then please join us on Patreon.com forward slash Songs in the Key of Laugh, where you can get these episodes one week earlier than everybody else. And all sorts of great Patreon stuff. Or visit us on Coffee.com forward slash Songs in the Key of Laugh and just buy Dave and I a coffee. We'd love that. We would. See you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.